0: Hello, listeners. Have you been dreaming of our voices lately? Join us as we talk about Dream Scenario. What do you say we cut the chit-chat? A-hole! I'm
1: a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire!
0: Interesting choice of words. What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not a beat! Not a beat! Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a pitching bear!
1: Okay, let's run. This is The Unbearable Fate of Massive Talent. I'm Brittany Green. And I'm Liz Kurtzman. And we just got back from the movie theater. We just saw Dream Scenario. Probably our... I mean, like, Renfield, believe it or not, was earlier this year. But after that, this was my next yeah most anticipated <laughs>
0: redfield was this year yeah isn't that crazy that's crazy this has been the longest and shortest year of my life yeah um yeah i think we've both been really excited about this one it's a24 since
1: probably like a year ago when we are like a24 is making a movie
0: with Nicolas cage and it's produced by ari aster yeah and i was just in and uh here we are how do you feel we haven't talked about it. No, we left the theater in silence. <laughs> we just sat silently in the car <laughs> together. Every time we see a live a, a live show, every time we go to the movie theater to see a Nicolas Cage movie together, we can't, like, talk about it until like, we get here. I gotta save here. the goods. So then we just, like, awkwardly walk out silently and are just like, well, what are you doing this week? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh I really liked it. It really kind of kept me going the whole time. Um, just, like, kind of trying to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, try to figure out what they're trying to say with it. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. I, I, I liked it.
0: Yeah. I, I really liked it, too. Um, and I was in the whole time. It's it was just, like, like, crazy. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. It was, like... It was funny, and there were parts where I was like so like So uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And there were tensions. I just was, had my hands up to my face you had at your one hands point was like, no,
0: no, around no. Around no. your face and you were just like, No, 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 no. And then there was another part where I think that like I think for the the last ten minutes of the movie, I was sitting there making you know the emoji face that's just the like gritted teeth? <laughs> Like, the awkward, gritted teeth smile. Oh, that God. was me. Just for, like, yeah. ten minutes. Just like,
1: oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, so, I guess just to kind of get into it, one thing that I really liked about this movie, they don't waste a lot of time at the beginning of it. It kind of jumps right in. Yes. Um, which I, I mean, like, they're like,
0: you saw the trailer, you know what this movie's about. Yeah. Like, like, it's a gradual... But it, it starts right it, away. Yeah, yeah, It's not like immediately crazy. It's just like you see people looking like, at him, and oh, like I had
1: a dream about you. Yeah, like, yeah. Like kind of right off the bat.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, which, like because
1: we don't we don't need to spend a lot of time with this guy getting to know him before like that action starts. Yes.
0: You know. Yeah, and I think it's part of the. I would say um, maybe the strength and the weakness of this movie is that it doesn't explore why it's happening. Yeah, you I don't mean, get any idea of like why it happened. No. And so I think that, like, as far as, you know, if you're trying to delve into themes and and whatnot, like, that's fine. This is a newer movie. Like,
1: you've gotten our impressions, but I'll just, like, say we're probably going to talk about spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. haven't, If you haven't seen the movie,
0: pause the podcast. Yeah, you should go Go see it. Go to your movie theater. I think it had very similar energy to Bo is Afraid. It was less chaotic. It was the, less, the, less chaotic and weird, movie. but like, it had the same sort of the tone energy. Yeah, the tone, the like sort of anxiety and the main character. Yeah, very being, similar. Like, sort of, like meek and weird, mm-hmm. and, um, and and sort of self sabotaging. Yeah. Um. So it has some uh, some similar themes there, and then just like. Some great performances from a strange array of actors. Yeah, I thought everybody did a great job. Yeah, I think that uh, the woman who played his wife was great. Yeah. Um. Have you have you is she in other things? She, she looks familiar. Super familiar. I was trying to place her and I forgot to look. The actress Julianne up. Nicholson. Yeah. Um. What was his wife's name? Sophie. No. Yes. <laughs> Janet. She's Janet. Janet. Her uh, last role that's listed
1: here, she also plays a person named Janet. Nice. Janet Planet.
0: Janet Planet. Oh, she was in. She was in the Weird Al Yankovic story, which I really wanted to see. That's great. Um, yeah, she's in
1: a ton of things, but she, I didn't really, I, like you said, I couldn't really place her.
0: Yeah, like I've definitely seen her in, like, she was in Itania. Um,. Black Mass, August Osage County but you know I don't know if she's had any like big starring roles um, right. but she was really good I thought um, and I also weirdly I thought the two daughters looked like they could really be siblings. I agree. They looked so much alike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah uh, that's I guess our, our spoiler free review of this movie so stop yeah. now if you want to go watch it for yourself. All right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, And we're back. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we we sort of have talked about this before when we were talking about Nicolas Cage's, like, interview about this movie, where he right. said that, like, this I is... I had that in,
1: running in my head the whole time I was watching it. Yeah. Of, where he said where that are this is, Where are the similarities, like, where are the departures from, like, what he's describing? But, like, yeah. you go ahead and
0: explain. Well, he said that this is, like, one of the the characters that's least like him that he's ever played, which I agree with. Um, but that the scenario of it, the like going viral sort of thing is something that he's super related to. And I think both of those things are true. Yeah. Because like part of Paul's, uh, like his main flaw, the thing that is like ruining his life before this happens is that he just like, doesn't seem to like, do anything he can't take any action
1: in his life there's kind of a running theme of like he's gonna write a book yes he's been a professor for 20 years or something like that. he's been talking about
0: this like ant intelligence thing because he's an evolutionary biologist he's been talking about this ant thing since he was a grad student 30 years ago and he's been a professor for 20 years and he hasn't written the book yet and it's not just i haven't got anyone to buy the book he hasn't written the book yeah um but then he gets mad when this other like the person that he went to grad school with kind of does steal his idea. Kind of, but, like... She did the actual work and she stuff. She did the work and like, and, like, studies, and it's 20, 30 years later, like... Yeah.
1: She shouldn't have called it intelligence, No, though. she only stole that. <laughs> she she stole, stole that part. She that, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's sort of, like, that flaw of Paul's is, like, the opposite problem Nicholas Cage has. <laughs>
1: Oh, Nicolas Cage is doing stuff all the time. He's doing stuff all tagger. the
0: time. And he's one of the most driven people, I yeah. think, out there. Where he's just like, I love acting. Everything I do is about acting. And I love movies. And my whole life is movies. And, like, yeah. he does it. Whatever else he can say about him, he goes for it. Um, so I do think in that way, like, they are so different. Yeah. But, yeah. the sort. This is a movie about, like, what it means to go viral. And, like, what fame. How you can't, like, control your image.
1: Right. I feel like a lot of people that go viral... Like, I read a really interesting article a while back that was specifically... Do you, there was, like, a video a while back of a lady freaking out on an airplane who was, like, maybe hallucinating. Yes. I read an interesting article that was about that. Oh. And, like, how, like, sort of unethical the world is in terms of, like letting this explode so much yes and like the weird commentary around her yeah and how like
0: that was probably her worst day you yes. know? yeah yeah um, and like i mean i didn't watch the video it doesn't because... really define her as a person but now it does but now you know? it does and like she seemed i didn't watch the video but from what i read like it seemed like a person who yeah was having some sort of mental break or like Psychosis, yeah. and she became this meme that people use all the time, and it's like it's really fucked up. Yeah, that that is yeah that becomes who she is in the public eye. Um, yeah, and so this movie, um, brief sort of synopsis. If you've seen the trailer, you kind of got it. You know, yeah, they, there's not they, much they... else to talk about. Other like the the premise like, of the wise, movie. Yeah,
1: premise of the movie is he people start dreaming about Paul Matthews. It starts out really like innocuous mm-hmm. where pretty much universally in his in people's dreams that he's appearing in, he's doing
0: nothing. He's always like walking through. Yeah. Um and then you know, he starts trying to take control of that image and instead people start their their dreams start escalating violent. and become really violent and nightmarish. Um and uh, he, you know, It's mostly this is just him sort of trying to deal with it and not dealing with it well. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole thing. I
1: was in constant conflict throughout this movie of, like, like, did he have to go on the news? No, probably not. But I also don't objectively think that he shouldn't have gone on the news at that point. You know? And, like, he definitely was trying to, like, use it for his gain, but, like... But why not? Why not? Right. Um, I, I, and then he just kind of loses control of it, and it mm-hmm. becomes
0: worse and worse. Yeah, it's one of those things, I think... Okay, what I think this movie did Because he really, really well, didn't do anything. Right. What I think this movie did well is that it somehow makes you feel bad for him and what he's going through, but also doesn't make him just likeable. this, like, likable. He's not likable, but you also are, like, we're watching the movie, this train wreck, and you're just like, he really doesn't... He didn't do anything. ...do anything wrong. <laughs> he's not handling it well, and he's not, like, a super likable person or anything, but you feel a little bad. You feel bad for him. Right. But you still aren't, like... You know who I really feel bad for is his kids. His kids. I feel very bad for them. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that, okay, a couple production things that I was really impressed by. I thought the sound design was fantastic. And it wasn't just the Napoleon showing. No. (laughs) (laughs) Napoleon was showing at the next screen at our movie theater. So we'd just,
1: like, be watching this movie and then all of a sudden it'd be like...
0: I was like, what? Is that part of the dream? (laughs) But there's, like, um, interesting things they do with sound as far as, like, cutting out sometimes. Yeah. When there's, like, a really intense scene and then the sound cuts out. Um, you know
1: what really got me, sound design wise, was when his daughter was having that nightmare of him busting in and running at her, which you yes. saw in the trailer. Yeah. But, like, I jumped a little bit when that yeah. happened because it was very quiet. And then all of a sudden he runs in and he's, like, very cartoonish, nightmarishly running yeah. towards her. And it was very scary. It was very
0: scary. The nightmares are scary. <gasps> the nightmares are horrifying. But before we get to that, yeah. a couple other sound things. Um. One of the other things I thought they did really well with this movie, and I think with Bo is Afraid did the same thing, is they did a great job of using sound and music to portray anxiety. hmm The way that, like, like, for example, in the scene at the beginning where he's talking to his old colleague, and he's trying to work up to basically like confronting her and you like the, the yeah. sound is crescendoing and it's like so nerve wracking to just sit there watching, waiting for him to do it.
1: Yeah. And like, just to set that scene up a little bit, like him and his wife, before he goes to confront this colleague that is like, is or isn't stealing his idea. Yeah. Uh, that he had 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he's, him and his wife are talking beforehand and she says, you should record it. Cause I just really want to hear like what her reaction to it is. Yeah. And he does record it. And when we're watching the scene, it's flashing back between what's happening in the restaurant where he's confronting her and him in the car, like, totally regretting all of his life choices yes. up to this point because he's listening to the recording. And sometimes the audio is, like, the phone
0: recording and yeah. sometimes the audio is, like, in the restaurant. I really liked when the sound recording was, like, it was obviously the recording, but we're watching him say the words. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There was just some really cool stuff that they did with sound in this that I was really impressed by. Um, And the other thing to go back to, The Nightmares, is the way that they portrayed dreams was just, like, so cool. It was so cool. cool. Um, And there were a couple times where, I mean, as the movie went on, at the beginning, I think it was really clear when people were dreaming.
1: Yeah, and it became a little bit less clear as the movie went on. And I feel like that is kind of as the dreams are escalating um paul's life is getting worse and more nightmarish yes. itself and so like it's sort of mirroring that where yeah. like there was a couple of scenes where i'm like is paul dreaming or is he not dreaming yes um, yeah
0: the scene where he's running and he starts getting shot with arrows i thought it was i was jogging
1: like, at first for a second i truly and then-
0: thought that was real for yeah, until. or that like
1: there was another crazy person yes. like after
0: him because at that point people were genuinely like attacking him in public, and so I was like, somebody is hunting him down, and then that ended up being a dream. Um, and then the one I thought the the auditorium scene was a dream, yeah, and it wasn't. No, <laughs> and uh, you thought, and this one might have been a dream—the the scene in the basement with the light.
1: Yeah, I feel that like that might have been was... a dream. I feel like that was intentionally not clear. Yes. Yeah. Because, so, there's a part where he, him and his wife are on the rocks, basically, and probably are about to get divorced. Yeah. Um, and he moves in with Tim Meadows' character, who is, like, the dean of the school and seems like his good buddy.
0: Yeah. The closest thing he has to a friend. Closest thing
1: he has to a friend. And he moves into the basement, and he's walking around in the basement trying to figure out how to turn the lights out. 20 switches in the basement. It seemed like you hadn't heard of this before, but I swear to God this is a thing that I've heard, like, if you ever want to figure out if you're in a dream or not, try to turn on the lights or turn off the lights because things that are, like, electric don't work the way that they're supposed to in dreams, so, like, you can't turn on or off the lights using the light switches in your dreams.
0: Uh, That's fascinating. I've never heard that. Um... But, yeah, I just looked it up, and it's got a lot of, like, why don't lights work in dreams? Light switches will not turn on in dreams, um, which is from the lucid dreaming Reddit, um, <laughs> wild. Uh, and then Wikipedia has an article about it, too. So you're absolutely right. I never heard of that. Um, so that's a cool detail to include then in the yeah. movie.
1: Like, it probably is just that he doesn't know this basement, and so none of the light switches go where he expects them to.
0: But I truly <laughs> but was like... But it could
1: have been a dream. How
0: are there so many light switches in a basement? There were so many. <laughs> Usually there's, like, one, and it's all the way across the room for where you want it to be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All our basements, there was, like, one light switch, and at then the stairs, pull cords. the stairs. There's one, like, at the stairs, and then, yeah, yeah like, pull cords. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so it starts, and then, like, in the middle with some of those nightmares, they were truly horrifying to watch. Yeah, there
1: was, like, some cool, like, just montages of the nightmares that people were
0: having. Yeah. That were really unsettling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I actually, okay, so this movie uh, has one of my favorite things, which is he's playing a professor of evolutionary biology, And I love when a movie starts with the professor giving a lecture that's about whatever the movie is going to (laughs) be. He's giving this lecture about how, about zebras and the, like, stripes. And he's um, (laughs) doing, oh, God, it was painful to watch because he's doing the professor thing where you ask the class a question and no one answers, and you have to decide whether you're just going to wait until You're having, like, more flashbacks about uh, (laughs) giving lectures. (laughs) But I also, when he was just like, anybody, anybody, which doesn't work, Um, I was like... And then he just answers it on his own. I was like, no, you should have done (laughs) think-pair-share. That's how you get them to talk. I don't know what think-pair-share is. That's when no one wants to talk in class. And you go, okay, uh, turn to the person next to you and discuss and write down two things. And then we're all going to come back together and I'll go around each group and we'll talk about what you guys said. Um, That's how you force students to talk. Uh, A little pedagogical tip. Now I know. (laughs) Um... But yeah, he's talking about how, like, you know, he's saying a zebra does not blend in, right? Even though these stripes are supposed to be what... Doesn't um, blend into the environment. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's like, then what are they for? And then, you know, he makes the point that it's to blend in with the herd. Because if you're a prey animal and you travel in a herd or a pack, then, you know, if you have an individual who's sticking out, then that individual um, gets killed by a predator. Uh, and it's, yeah, because it's like, oh, he's just one of the crowd. Oh, he starts sticking out. Oh, oh, that's Uh gonna be a problem.
1: (laughs) You know what's really fun, too, like, bouncing off of this is he asks when is it appropriate for somebody to stick out, and they're like, uh, for finding a mate, and he's like, yes. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing, when he thinks things are still all good and he's standing out and he's, like, feeling really flattered, Mm -hmm. what does he do? tries to have that gross affair for a second. Well, with, first,
0: uh, just with his wife, he's like, does it turn you on? And all these people are yeah. thinking about Yeah, me. I guess that the first thing that happens is his old girlfriend comes
1: up to him and uh, yes. asks him if uh, she can write, well, ask him to, to go out for coffee. Yeah, But he's like, oh, I think she's like into me. You yeah, know? She's and she's not. she's not. She just <laughs> wants to
0: write an article about her having dreams um, about him. But his wife does like, that Sign kind of get turned on by the idea that people are dreaming about him. Um, yeah. and then he tries to have that gross affair with that, with that girl the fun thing about his wife
1: is that she um, <laughs> is a total hypocrite because yes. she is like cautioning him against like sticking his neck out about all of this stuff but then she uses it for her own gain too yes. in her work where and she's, she's like,
0: like super suspicious of him with other women but then she's the one who ends up hooking up with the guy from work Right. what I think is really interesting about that relationship was that they both were just like lying to each other all the time mm-hmm. about just like the little indignities of life, like they're just lying to each other about like, oh yeah, I uh, totally wrote the you know people I totally told this um, old colleague off for what she did right even though he didn't he just <laughs> oh
1: no I didn't record it
0: <laughs> no I didn't record it I thought it. that would be unethical <laughs> yes or with with her when she sort of uses him to get uh, in on this project at work and then she tells him like yeah they just asked me to do it yeah even though she they're had... both
1: like trying to impress each other all the they time they
0: are and I think it like relates back to then how they can't like she doesn't see him in mm-hmm. her dreams I, I don't quite know like what the thing what it is, is yet, but I think that that has something, because, like, they don't let each other in, I guess. Yeah. You know? They're not, like, in life, they're not, like, letting each other know, you know, everything about themselves and, and being honest. And so, like... So they don't see each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. But that, that, to me, was something really interesting, because it was, like, never super obvious stuff. It was all just, like... Like, the retelling is just, like, twisted a little bit. yeah. In, like, a... Like, you
1: know, I feel like everybody does that to some extent. Yeah. But, like, it is interesting in the lens of, like, they just, like, turn into bigger and bigger lies Mm -hmm. as things go on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought that was really interesting. Um, The... What was your favorite dream? Ooh. Um...
1: Probably the one that was the most unsettling to me was the uh, girl with the septum piercing oh, in the class. Rough, that was like the first one of like a montage of really upsetting dreams. Yeah, and he like comes up to her door. I feel like I've had like this type of nightmare before of oh, like
0: really?
1: yeah of like just like people keep on like kind of pushing
0: mm-hmm.
1: boundaries, kind of a thing. Oh. Um, but he comes to her door. And this is, like, right after some... This is right after he leaves the situation with that other younger girl. So it was, like, another moment where at first I was like, is this a dream or is this real? Yeah. Because he comes to her door, he's like, I need your help with something. And I was like, does he need her help, like, figuring out how to, like... Because there were people taking pictures of him with that, like, much, much younger girl. And I thought that that was going to turn into, like... Bad press for him. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Is it something weird like that? Like, yeah. this is not the right way to handle this, but we've seen
0: you already handle things really poorly. Yes. <laughs> so maybe Yeah, no, I had the um, same same impulse. I was like, This seems stupid, but also he's done some dumb things. Um,
1: so he's like at her door and he knocks and she opens it. She's got the chain on the door and she opens it and like, What's what's going on? He's like, I need your help with something. Mm-hmm. And she says, Okay, what? And he says, I I think it'd be better if we sat down and talked about this and she's like, Well, what is it? And, you know, just like continuing yeah. to like like let me come in and sit yeah. down. She's like, I'll come outside for you to you And he's like, No, no, no. Yeah. And eventually he gets in and he's like well, that was stupid. Yes. (laughs) And it was really upsetting.
0: Because he's just, like, laying into her, like, how stupid she is, and blah, blah, blah. And then he just, like... Starts strangling her. Grabs her, starts strangling her, and, like, throws her against the wall. And that's the first of the nightmares that we see. Um, And then there's some... Oh, God, the one with the hammer was really messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah. I think I... Maybe one of my favorite ones... I did really like the cinematography in The Mushroom Dream. That was great. And... Also, like the tall man, and that was super scary. Super scary. And I the- also
1: love him just being like, "Oh, I've never seen <laughs> these, <laughs> these mushrooms are crazy before." Mushrooms. <laughs> 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 well, there's like a crazy nightmare happening yeah. around him. Um, All of the ones where he's just like being completely oblivious to what's going on are actually yes. very funny to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and the one with the piano with the alligators. Oh yeah, where he like <laughs> sees the alligators and then leaves. Like the composition of that scene yeah. and the light and everything was beautiful, and he just like strolls in. <laughs> the alligators.
1: Yeah, I might have to. Tell Take it back and say that some of my favorites actually were the original ones where he does nothing. He
0: does nothing. He's just like, "So what's up?" <laughs> like a little wave. Yeah. And you know what's great is that there's this like impotence to his character. Yeah. And where he is upset. Yeah, he's like super
1: offended that he doesn't do anything in people's dreams. Yeah.
0: And it sort of makes sense with, like, the first one we hear about is his daughter's dreaming about him. Right. And there's this, like, weird bit where she's, you know, like, things are floating up or falling down in her dream. And she starts to float away. And he is just, like, raking leaves and ignoring her. And so the movie starts with her telling him that dream and him being like, well, I wouldn't just, like, I would do something, honey. You know, like, I wouldn't just stand there. And then
1: the when something actually does happen later in the movie... Because, like, there's that guy that breaks into their house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Who, like, thinks he needs to kill him because he's been seeing him in his dreams. Yep. And he doesn't do anything. He just no. stands there, like, with his... He makes a crazy expression. He's got yeah. his mouth open. Like, yeah. Like, he's just frozen. Yeah. But and, it's just, like, there's an emergency happening and he doesn't actually do
0: anything. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of just, like, what's happening in the dreams. Just yeah. further enforcing it. That scene was suggested by Nicolas Cage based on oh, yeah? a stalker that he had. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so I don't know Somebody if that, that means that broke that someone broke into his house or not. But... I feel like in the deep
1: recesses of my brain, I remember hearing something about yeah. that, but I don't remember any details. It happens to,
0: unfortunately, so many celebrities Celebrities that I don't know if it's a real memory or, it, right. <laughs> or yeah. if it's... I'm Am just... I remembering Jodie Foster or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or what was that? The weirdest one? Wasn't there one where, like, there was Robert Pattinson had a stalker. Oh. And, and he, was, like, like, invited eating... her out. And just and then bored was very her yeah, yeah. so much that she stopped stalking him. And I was like, no one's doing like no one's doing it like Robert Pattinson. No. <laughs> no one is out here doing stardom like Robert Pattinson is doing. <laughs> He's on a different level. Um mm. you know what? Okay, so do you have you heard of the
1: I thought with the Robert Pattinson one, was there somebody who was like coming into somebody's house and kept eating their
0: food? Ooh. Probably. Like, maybe that was like was a celebrity. Him.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That might oh. be another a, another deep like <laughs> things that I remember, but not really about. Yeah, this is a really good podcast. It's just me <laughs> half remembering details of going, things that may or may not have happened. Yeah, this might happen. <laughs> I feel like that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to remember a dream. Oh. oh.
0: Um, okay, so I, alright, so there's this bit, because we've talked about him being a professor, and at first, hit this whole phenomenon makes him more popular, mm-hmm. and he gets more students coming to his class and so want to take pictures with him and stuff, and then, after they turn to nightmares, the students stop coming and drop the class, and like, the school, there's a scene where they try to desensitize the students to him, <laughs> which is pretty funny, yeah. um, and it doesn't work, they all like, run out, and, um... Do you know what's crazy, though, is I once, when I was at Heidelberg, I had a nightmare about one of my professors. So I used to have zombie dreams when I got really stressed. Okay. I would have, like, the um, zombie apocalypse dreams, or, like, people that I loved would be, like, changing into zombies, and I'd have to, like, decide whether to, like, stay with them or, like, leave. You know, like, the stuff you see in zombie movies. And that was how, if I got super stressed, I would have those dreams. And I had one where when I first started school, one of my professors in the dream was changing into a zombie and was like first trying to help me. And then as they were changing, started chasing me. And I had to go to class the next day and it genuinely was upsetting. (laughs) I will say that for these students was I was just like, if you were having that like every day. Yeah, I could see if you're like every day. And you know what else is interesting about that? Because, like, man, there's so much about academia in this movie that really hit home for me in a truly (laughs) terrifying way. Um, And one of the things was when they're having the conversation, he's like, you're just going to let students, you know, like, do this. And he's like, well, they say they're traumatized. And he's like, oh, they all say they're traumatized about everything. And I was like, this is exactly how, like, middle-aged and older professors talk about
1: Gen Z and, like, you know,
0: trauma and all the things that are supposed to... The school will, like, talk the talk, but then, like, don't provide any support or anything. They're just like, you know, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that really hit home for me, that scene, where he was, like, just so dismissive. Yeah. Where it's like, this is ridiculous, but also you're just, like, dismissing a genuine, like, feeling that these people have.
1: We've glossed over slightly the interim between people having dreams where he's doing nothing oh, no and people having dreams where he's <laughs> killing them yeah uh, which is the part that both of us <laughs> maybe some of us skip that part on purpose Brittany <laughs> we have to talk about it and this is a part I can relate to because I've had dreams about people in real life that I know and they're naked in the oh. dreams usually not in a sexy way either usually in like an uh, a deeply unsettling uncomfortable way yeah and then I just push it down <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just like can't think about that ever again <laughs> well I'll just erase that from my brain just erase that from my brain <laughs> um, yeah well okay so there's this bit where he like goes to meet with this company that's basically a like they're like a talent management company talent management, but specifically they're like try- they're the people who like try to hook up like weird viral celebrities or like online celebrities with some sort of like an advertiser or money making scheme. They're like selling their life rights. Yes, and that part I that was like the silliest scene. I think was just like uh, Michael Sarah is oh, the guy in charge, and he so is so good dude, he's doing his. He's so great, Michael Sarah. Um, and then the the other woman, I don't know the actress's name. She was super familiar. God, though, but, but she her in, so. delivery was incredible. Like she is like a young Catherine Han yes i kept thinking that i was like I, that is not katherine hahn It is not isn't Catherine hahn but <laughs> she's kind of like a copy paste yeah katherine hahn yeah like um, like b movie katherine hahn and Maybe. i'm trying to find uh i don't even remember what her name is i don't either but yeah,
1: anyways, she is I've seen her in other things for sure, because I feel like I've had the same thought every
0: time of like, that kind of looks like Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Um But she her she was so funny in that scene. Um and the way that they are like kissing his ass, but also like uh not listening to him. Right. But like he also And at what, first he's like super flattered and yeah. then he realizes kind of what's happening. Yeah. And it's also like they are not the people that are able to help him with the thing he wants to do.
1: No, because he wants them to help him get a book deal for his, like, biology textbook idea, basically. Yes.
0: Which you can't... Th- a no. talent agency is not going to be able to, like, help Not that type do of that. talent agency, and not with the reason for that they've For an academic book? Yeah. No. Um. Her name's Kate Berlant. Oh, great. Uh, and she uh she does a lot of voice work. She was in Don't Worry, Darling, A League of Their Own, Space Force, Bob's Burgers, American Dad. Like she's just been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's great. I loved her. Um, and also okay, there's a bit where he gets like, not fired from the school, but like they're, they they're like we cancel can't your classes semester, right yeah. and just take the semester off, and. His wife is like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to get a job? And he's like, oh, I thought I'd focus on the book and, like, go all in on that. And I cannot, I cannot (laughs) emphasize enough at how little money you get from publishing an academic book. Like, you get nothing. (laughs) You get, like, pennies from that. Um, Yeah, it's not like it's going to sell a million copies or anything. No. Like, if he wrote a book, if he had written a book about ants, and like ant intelligence, uh, intelligence, um, yeah, five people would have bought that book. Yeah, he would have seen. Well, he could assign cents. it to
1: his classes, and then that's like a guaranteed
0: like fifty people buying your book. Yeah, so that's like a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> that you've made. Congratulations. Um, yeah, that was very funny to me because I was like, that is isn't... no one makes money off of academic books. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. So back to. Thinking, thinking, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts Which is the <sighs> yeah. name of the firm that he Yeah uh, There's like Michael Sarah. There's baby Catherine Han Uh huh And then there's the assistant Who is yes. the only person of the three of them That has actually had dreams about him Yeah and, and she
0: was, I knew her Her name is, uh, Dylan Galula Yeah, and she's in something She was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt oh, okay She was, she was the oldest daughter too. That's what I knew her from um she's been in other stuff. I don't know. Dream scenario. Loot, loot is, is a thing that's happening. Um Horse Girl. Okay. Yeah. I feel like
1: maybe I she's saw her around. in like a trailer for loot, yeah. which I haven't actually seen, but maybe I think maybe. I I've seen her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I definitely as soon as I saw her, I was like, That's a girl from Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> um Yeah, so she's acting weird around him and then she admits to him that she's had like a sexy dream. And unfortunately, we see that dream. <laughs> we sure do.
1: <laughs> it's like um, kind of like a it's it's kind of creepy. It's super creepy. Like watching how it actually plays out is yeah. like a weird unknown man in her apartment that yeah. says nothing to her but walks over to her and then just like is all over her
0: basically. Yeah. Um yeah. And it's really deeply unsettling. Very deeply unsettling. But Didn't apparently like it. She's you know, into it. She was into it. Yeah, a lot of people are into I can like, see it. Rape scenarios and, and break in scenarios and stuff. So I guess Yeah. Yeah. She's into that. But uh I was not into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll surprise everyone because I the, generally the love. The thing him. that like really was upsetting about it was the huge age gap. The huge age gap. But also <laughs> The way that the camera extreme close up, yeah, on them and and what they were doing, I was yeah. like, oh, there was like a jump scare where he like <laughs> sticks his tongue in her ear, and I think I screamed. I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that. Uh, what made me more
1: uncomfortable than the dream is <laughs> that like they have this meeting. She's like, so what are you doing later? Mm-hmm. And he, he doesn't know that she's been having sex dreams about him yet at yeah. this point. What are you doing later? He's like, probably just go back to the hotel. And she's like, well, if you want, I'll, I, I'd love to get a drink with you or whatever. Yeah. And so he goes out for a drink. Well, first,
0: he-, he calls his wife right. and finds out that she is uh, working late on this project with this guy from her firm. Right. And he gets excuse you <laughs> get Cat. out of there cat's trying to get into the cabinet she's trying to get into the cabinet with the cleaning supplies Cause I, that's where all the good poison that's is oh no <laughs> <laughs> maybe she just wants to clean up the apartment a little
1: <laughs> to finally her pitch and into
0: a part. um <laughs> uh oh so he gets like so he's like wait i didn't know you were working with this guy and he gets like really jealous yeah. That she's working with this guy from her firm, and that's when he decides to go out with this beautiful young woman for a drink. Um so that's again definitely is a factor. Probably like twenty-two. Yeah. Cause I got she's an assistant of this place. Well, she said she was born in nineteen ninety six. So she would be older than that. She'd be like twenty seven. No. No. Wait, <laughs> we can't do math. <laughs> she said she was born in ninety six. Yeah.
1: Maybe that is twenty seven. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know anything. I don't. But uh, yeah, that is twenty seven. Oh right. wow! Good job. Huh. <laughs> I'm a math
0: whiz. I had to use a calculator for that. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mostly was guessing. Um, she looked twenty two. She looked very young. Um, and I—I I mean, the last time I'd seen her, she was playing a teenager. So that also made me feel weird seeing her play that role. Right. What's fun is it's Halloween, and he sees people dressed up as him. Which Just was... Just the one guy who, the like, one comes guy. in and looks at him really hard. Yeah, and then they <laughs> smash cut to her... They're going to her apartment. Um, yeah, she does, like, sort of, like, I really need you to do something for me. Yeah. It's super weird, because they keep being like, I'm married. And she's like, I know. I don't, I'm not gonna ask you to do anything, right? And then that's exactly what <laughs> That's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> so, she, okay, so she makes him recreate the dream where he's like in the corner. <laughs> I'm like, cringing, and... <laughs> like thinking about talking about this. And at first like he's standing there and he starts talking and she's like, don't no, talk. No, 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 don't no, say no, no, Don't talk.
1: So he just like. Oh yeah, because he already has been so boring because he's he do- so he's boring. In the bar he does the zebra speech. He gives
0: her like the zebra lecture from class and she's bored <laughs> out of her mind. Um I thought he would be boring enough that she would just like not Give invite up. him back. Yeah. yeah. That's what I
1: would have hoped would have happened. Yeah, me too.
0: So then he, like, you know, comes under the couch. But she immediately is, like, they do start kissing. But he, she's, like, in the dream you were, like, very forceful and, like, controlling. And you were in charge. And he is not that. He's, like, well, what do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah, and he's, like, okay, sure. What do you want me to do? And it's, like, well. um. <laughs> so oh, <my> <laughs> so what happens first oh, is no. that <laughs> is, <laughs> while they're like making out on the couch he farts and obviously throws super off awkward. super awkward throws off the vibes and he's just like <laughs> I was just nervous and she's like that's okay it happens <laughs> and- and then uh
1: they keep going.
0: They keep going and it doesn't go well and uh <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're leaving it at. Uh well you can jump in anytime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she goes to continue undoing
0: his belt.
1: I don't think she finishes getting I don't even his know belt on. I don't even know if she touches him. She's she's definitely with the belt. She's definitely trying to get the
0: belt off. Having a lot of trouble with the
1: belt. Apparently. Having a lot of trouble
0: with the belt. But...
1: <laughs> but
0: before she
1: really gets the belt off, he comes. <laughs> farts again. And then farts again immediately after. Starts <laughs> crying and runs out. <laughs> with his pants still
0: undone. It, it was rough to watch oh my god the you talk m- about secondhand embarrassment
1: it's like we said it was hard to recap that yeah. i'm still
0: like cringing so hard it's, it was rough i i think i i think i screamed again when that happened um did <laughs> i no uh, okay so i have a question i mean so like so.
1: as it was leading up to that moment i was already like in the like hands up on my face just like no, no, get out of there, no, no. <laughs> yeah,
0: and at that point it was more of a, like, don't cheat on your don't wife. Don't cheat on your wife,
1: right. I could not this have predicted. Will go badly.
0: Could not have predicted, could not how, have predicted badly how badly it would go. Uh, okay, so I have a question, though.
1: Does Do it you- count as cheating on your wife if it goes that badly? <laughs> I think it... Because oh, he's still Because I feel like she's pu- he's been punished. He has been punished.
0: <laughs> it counts, but he's paid the price. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, instant. Instantly paid the price. Didn't yeah. even get to enjoy it. Um, do you think... Because we don't get answers in this movie. But do you think there is something that causes the change in the dreams? I feel like
1: he... Sort of... It seems like it kind of aligns with his feelings turning more negative about mm. it. Okay. Um. So, like, that happens. <sighs> yeah. And he has, like, kind of a meeting that didn't go well mm-hmm. with the thoughts, thoughts, thoughts people where, like, they have, like, totally different ideas in mind for what they want to do with him than he does. Yeah. And he's, like, reached this, like, point of, like, okay, right, I'm famous, but I'm, like, still super, like, frustrated about yeah. this and don't have any... So I feel like he turns more negative mm-hmm. And the dreams are reflecting How And like we find like I'm not saying that this is necessarily aligned But we find out that This young woman had a sex dream about him Around the same time that he's turning it sexy For his wife oh, yeah. um, So I kind of think that the dreams Are reflective of like where he is In his life yeah, and in his journey at the time So like the angrier he gets the angrier the dreams get
0: Yeah Yeah, I think that's true. I had more specifically, I asked that question because to me, it was the turn was after that scene. Yeah. And I didn't know if it was because he, at that point, he was trying to take advantage of the dreams, like of of the dream scenario. Um, (laughs) Because, yeah, he tries to get um, some financial gain from it and then he tries to get sex out of it. Like the dream situation is punishing him for bad behavior. Yeah, yeah, or like you said, it's just like the the change in personal feeling or or in how he's handling it is what yeah turns them bad.
1: And my instinct for saying that it's reflective of how he's feeling, I feel like is also supported by the end of the movie a little bit, mm. because at the end of the movie, it takes kind of a weird turn where, um, like, people aren't dreaming about him anymore after the incident that we haven't really talked about yet at the school. Yeah. Um, but somebody develops technology so that you can Incredible. astral project into yeah. people's dreams. Yeah. It's such a weird... It's so weird. It's so weird. Well, here's... Okay. so so, about... because other people can now replicate this thing, it makes me wonder if he is somehow subconsciously
0: astral projecting into people's yeah. dreams. Yeah. Yeah because it's the weird thing is because he's in so many like I don't think he's once, doing it though, on purpose but but there's no way he could be astral projecting into people's dreams because he's in so many people's dreams at the same time right and that doesn't so he... seem to be how the technology works right it's seems... but like this is new technology, is new technology. maybe, maybe technology. we haven't explored right. the realms and the possibilities yeah, yeah. um well let's talk about the scene at the school so, at by the end of the movie, people don't, like, want him in public anymore.
1: No, he's um, been, like, ousted from various public places at this point.
0: Yeah. The school has canceled his classes. The restaurant kicked him out. He got... And people trashed his van. Um, and the school where his daughter... His daughter has a play that she's in. And the school's like, yeah, you can't come to that. Because so many people are upset by you being there. And he does not like that. And he does not want to take that um, lying down um and so he uh tries to just barge in anyway like while the play's going on he just like strolls up to the door the doors are locked to the auditorium which is weird i think they're just
1: locked from the outside i've been in theaters that are like that too oh, okay. like specifically high school auditoriums yeah. actually where okay. um like you have to be let in by an usher like I feel like our high school for where we did our dance class yeah. would be like that where you could leave but you couldn't go but you in you couldn't go
0: in um, so you know her, her teacher's on the other side and is like you cannot come in like we've and they're having this like whispered angry conversation and she tries to just close the like push him out and close the door and he pushes back and it catches her hand and she's bleeding and it's not like bad enough that like I thought at first, like, one of her fingers. It did, like,
1: squirt a little bit. That it was did. Like,
0: it was bleeding a lot. It was bleeding a lot. But I couldn't see, like, the wound, and all of her fingers were there. So I'm not... She it, didn't lose it wasn't a finger. Like, yeah. She, yeah, I think it probably got
1: pinched, and I think her fingers were probably broken. Yes. They looked yeah, a little yeah, yeah. raggedy to me. They messed up.
0: Um, so then, like, she's screaming at him and yelling that, like, Paul Matthews... Attacked me. Attacked me. me and Which he
1: absolutely didn't.
0: He did not. He did not. I
1: I was, like, kind of mad at her in that moment because I was like, she didn't... He he didn't attack you, and you know he didn't attack you. He was being an
0: asshole, but he did not attack her. No. Um, No, her fingers
1: got caught in the door. Right. And she was pulling the door closed at the... Like, he wasn't doing
0: anything that would have pinched her hand. I know. That was my thing afterwards. I was like, wait, she's the one pulling the door closed, so she did it. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean it was probably
1: like a lizard brain situation where she's yeah. not really thinking about what's actually happened. But, right,
0: like he didn't do anything. Yeah, um, and of course it causes a scene in front of all the parents and his daughter's crying on stage, and the mom's there with the guy from work.
1: Yeah, this is one reason actually... I thought this was
0: a dream because I was like, why would he be there?
1: Yeah, that but, was that was like a bombshell for me because I hadn't really realized that
0: she was actually doing anything untoward with this guy. I know. And they didn't really have, I mean, the guy was an idiot. So, yeah. I didn't think they had any like chemistry. I thought she or was anything. just like trying
1: to get to do this cool
0: project with him. Yeah. Um yeah, so then and then it and then it just like skips to this commercial for this um, astral or not, the dream bracelet thing.
1: Yeah, it's like a um, bracelet that allows you to project yourself into people's which, dreams. That infomercial was hilarious. It was very funny. It was very nightmarish uh-huh. to have people doing commercials in people's dreams. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, and the way they get were, out of my dream right now. <laughs> they were all dressed in like denim. Oh like, my god, oh, they were so good. They're
0: like Gen Z cringe. Yes, and we were talking about this in that scene. A lot of the people in that infomercial are like. Like, semi-famous. Yeah, we recognize probably half of them. Yeah. And they're only in that one scene. Like, Amber Midthunder was in there, and she had one line. And... Noah Centineo was
1: in there. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the actor's name, but the actor who plays the cousin on Succession.
0: Yeah.
1: a An Emmy-nominated, very recently actor.
0: Yeah.
1: He's the <laughs> um, tech
0: guy. He's the inventor, yeah. Which, oh my god, his character was spot on. Like, like the tech bro, yeah. sort of. It, it was, was so perfect. Good. He's so good. Um, but, uh, so what... I don't know. So this is a question... I, I don't know if this is a question or not, but thinking structurally about the movie... The that auditorium scene is the climax. Yeah. But not much really happens. You know what I mean? I think for me, it's like the not having any idea how this happens is, um, I like that because we don't need to go into the, like, science and explanation because that's not the point. But I think it does make it difficult to sort of end the movie because it just sort of feels like it petered out. The, I, I actually really liked how it ended. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the ending ending, yeah. but I do think like, cause I looked at some it seemed reviews. Like a, it did
1: seem like a weird, so like that, that like sort of like stamp on the end of it where like now this is like new technology and he has lost the ability to project into most people's dreams. Yeah. Um, or like isn't in the dreams anymore after that incident. Yeah. But now there's this technology that allows people to project into dreams. Yeah. Um, I think it felt like a weird Detail to include in a movie where, like, part of the point is he doesn't know what yeah.
0: happened. hmm Um. I think it, it it's where the, like, metaphor part makes it, um, like, they're doing this metaphor of what it's like to go viral mm-hmm. and become a celebrity and, and all this stuff. And I do think that that sort of, it peters out and then someone else Gets to like reap the reward of whatever you did, right? Right. Someone it's like else people gets to monetize it
1: with your face on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I do think that like thematically that makes sense. Um, but Brands I think just using like all of these memes that like people probably didn't consent to, right? Um, but I do think like just structurally from like purely a like screenwriting sort of point of view, it is sort of a weird. Not much of a climax, and then Denouement, yeah, where you're sort of like, oh, okay, Um, but I mean, I think that's what the director wanted, yeah, for this story. So, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, and so like the end of the
1: movie, mm-hmm. we do have like a little bit of stuff that happens after that, like weird commercial and stuff. Because he yes. like he does write a book, but it's about being the dream man. It gets real and dark it's... for him. His oh, life turns God. so, his, so his sad. Life
0: sucks at the end. Yeah, he's only famous in France at that point. French people like him, so he goes over to France. <laughs> Le Nightmare Man. <laughs> 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 they did uh name drop rumorg. I did think it was funny that they name drop rumorg, which is a real like horror um publication, but I think it's Canadian based. I don't think oh. it's French. Weird. Yeah. Maybe it is, but the people I know that write for it are in Canada. So, um, that was funny. Uh, and he's doing this like photo shoot and he's doing like um, he's signing. Actually quite a few people showed up to have their yeah, they did. book signed. It was it very was in funny a shitty how basement, thin it though. was yeah. to be like he did write a book but he didn't write much. <laughs> it's, like, it's like probably a hundred pages. Yes and he was like must be the translation made it shorter and I'm like that's not how it works. <laughs> um, and he's separated from his wife um, and he's buying a house that smells like animal pee probably. Yeah did get a dog? or I guess that could be part of the dream. That was definitely part of the dream yeah. because the dog was dead. Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's so, right. So like there might have been a dead animal smell in that house Maybe too. that's what
0: it was. Um, it was like bloody. He's bought one of those bracelets and is trying to learn to dream walk in his wife's dream because he wants her back. Um, and he
1: does her fantasy
0: and it's cute. He does it. That is a really cute ending. It feels like they kind of uh, like I don't think they're gonna end up back together, but I did like like that, maybe they understand they, uh, each other better. yeah, you know like they finally have seen each other for good or bad. Um, but the fan the fan like that was such a great return to something from earlier in the movie yeah. where she was trying to come up with a fantasy. and just the fantasy she came up with was the David Byrne giant suit <laughs> that he'd worn for a Halloween. And he just, she's like, you just come in and rescue me from something. And so at the end, he like rescues her
1: from being burned at the stake, I guess well,
0: it's you know, I yeah. can understand why she's having that dream. Yeah. Um. And then uh, runs away with her in his David Byrne outfit, and then like floats up into the sky, which mirrors the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was great. I it was a good ending. Um, what would you rate this movie? I would give this movie, uh, out of, out of 10, I guess, like, or, like, out of 100, if we're gonna go by, like, Rotten Tomato Rolls. um, I'd give it, like, a 85-90%. I agree. Yeah. I, I,
1: I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It is, oh, very certified fresh. You probably already know the Rotten Tomato score, because it's been kind of... It's, made... like,
0: it's, like, 92%, right? Yeah. Um, 92.
1: Audience score is 70. It's a little weird for audiences to be full... Yeah. Fully endorsing it. But yeah, it's 70% one of those when I think good.
0: if you're into it, you're into it. And if you're not, you hate it. Yeah. And that was sort of reflected when I was looking up stuff about it and I saw the Google reviews, which were either five stars or one star, basically. Tell me the okay. one star Google review. So this one star Google review. Liz read this
1: in the car on the way home and cackled. Uh-huh. And then I was like, what? And she's like, there's a one star <laughs> review that.
0: Do you want to hear it? And I was like, no, say no, it. No, say it. Okay. <laughs> So, this person says the only success I can credit to Dream Scenario is that it left me feeling like I had woken up from the most horrendous night terror I have ever had. The score on Rotten Tomatoes is far greater of a joke than anything executed in this movie. Any humor past the first 20 minutes could not make it past the dull, depressed, and bored emptiness that the movie cast over me. Oh my god. It truly did not help that the movie was advertised as a fun, lighthearted film during the holiday season.
1: I don't think it was advertised <laughs> as a <laughs> fun, lighthearted. Certainly it
0: was advertised as a comedy. It definitely I will say the trailer makes it look more funny. More like laugh out loud funny. This was I, I did. I, there was a lot of uncomfortable laughter. Yeah. And there were a couple jokes I did laugh at. But I don't think it is much of a laugh out loud kind of movie.
1: But we did both laugh out loud. Oh for sure. Times.
0: Yeah. Some of those were awkward laughs. Some though. of those
1: were like I'm screaming
0: because I don't want to watch yes. this guy. Um Do this horrible. They went thing. on to say the person sitting next to me got up and left during the horrific sex scene. <laughs> and if I had known that nothing within the following hour would redeem it then I would have as well. I have never felt strongly enough to leave a review for anything in my entire life, but Dream Scenario changed that. Boo. Wow. <laughs> she wrote out the words. Boo. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. That's some, like, visceral hatred. She hated it. And I could see if someone was bored with it.
1: It's a... I, I appreciate that it was a strong emotion. Ruby but it Oakley. was a
0: strong... She hated it. That's how... Th- that's, like, Skinnamarink level of, like, hate or love. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I have a couple uh, facts that I forgot to oh, tell please. you. Okay, so at one point... Ari Aster was supposed to direct the movie and Adam Sandler was going to play the main character. Oh, I could see that. Um, but after, so the the director of this movie is Christopher Borgli and he's Norwegian and this is his first movie outside of Norway. Okay. Um, and when he was chosen for this movie because he did a movie called Sick of Myself last year that got good reviews and it's sort of it's also about fame but it's about a woman who will like do anything to be famous so sort of like this movie, but in the, some ways the opposite. Yeah. Ari and A twenty four wanted him to direct the script because he had written it, um, and he's the one who was like, "I want Nicolas Cage," which is I'm glad, perfect
1: choice. I prefer Nicholas Cage for this to Adam Sandler, but I could see Adam Sandler. I can doing see
0: this. It in sort of like a funny people way. Yeah. But um, it would have been way different. Would have been way different, and just like. Nicolas Cage's, like, real-life experience with mm-hmm. this kind of virality. And also, yeah. like, his big... Like, he's so good in the dreams because he is so he's absurd. So, yeah. And he will commit to doing, like, really scary or really silly stuff yeah, in a way that's very believable. He's also doing a bit of the voice from Vampire's Kiss as, as the character. I... So he was definitely doing a voice.
1: Yeah. I felt like it was almost, like... The voice in Vampire's Kiss sounded like somebody trying to be fancy. Yeah. And for me, the voice in this was trying to sound, like, almost like a stereotypical nerd voice. Well, Because it's, like, high-pitched. It's, like, kind of high-pitched and kind of, like, nasally. Um, in a way that, like, the, uh, that, like, sort of New England accent that he does in Vampire's Kiss is, like, much more, like... Like, throaty and
0: fancy, you know? Yeah, but I think in both of those movies, he is imitating his father. I don't know if he's imitating his father in this one. I think I think a little bit. I think, like, parts of it, for sure. Well, and I that's why I'm like, he's doing a little bit of the voice. Cause, he's like, not going yeah. full Vampire's Kiss. He's not going full Peggy Got Married. But there's a little <laughs> bit of... There's a hint of a voice. Of the nasal. And especially in scenes where he's like... Really upset. Yeah, it gets more nasally and like high pitched. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I felt like this was a different voice. Yeah.
0: But we can agree to disagree. We can agree to disagree. I think he's doing a little bit of his his father in this. Um, like most of his roles, Nicolas Cage came up with his own hairstyle for this film.
1: It was, it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. And they also did a lot with it because he's like constantly got bandages
0: like just on his yeah, balls. Yeah. <laughs> he kept getting hit in the head. Um, okay. So have you ever heard of the have you ever dreamed of this man incident? No. So this movie is partially based on that and I'd forgotten about it until I saw this fact um, on IMDb. Um so there was this whole thing, and I like, you know, unsolved mysteries and stuff like that. Like, I love reading that stuff. And every once in a while, I come across the Ever Dream of This Man, where they would have this hand sketched drawing of this sort of whatever looking dude. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, Have you dreamed of this man? And supposedly, like, thousands of people had dreamed of him on and off for years, um, since 2006 and then to 2009. But it was exposed eventually that it was all a hoax. And it was a guerrilla marketing campaign by Nutella's advertising agency. Nutella? Sorry. Andrea Natella. M-A-T-E-L-L-A. Oh, I thought you meant like the chocolate hazelnut As soon spreads. as I said it, I was like, that's what it sounds like when I say it out loud. It's <laughs> Nutella, but it's Natella. Um, and Natella admitted that he made up the whole story to explore how urban legends and a collective myth are created. That's cool. So I thought that was interesting because I had... Seen the the, have you seen this man sort of entries? But I didn't realize that it had ever been exposed as a hoax. Like huh. I never got that part of the story. Um, so I'm assuming that that must have been at least partially that must have partially inspired this. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, oh, also the other thing I was gonna say is second build in this movie should have been his coat that he wears like the second build actor in this movie should have been that coat that he wears in every freaking scene the big puffy coat with the fur hood it was just like it's own character it was
1: (laughs) it Uh, just like makes him look like weirder and daddier (laughs) not like daddy but like more dad like
0: (laughs) more father-esque Yeah, (laughs) daddier (laughs) Um uh yeah, so that's what I got. That's what I got for this film. Alright, great. It's time for Inside the Cage <laughs> That was my was nasal that your, voice. Was that your Paul Matthews voice? <laughs> that was my that was my Paul Matthews voice when he's <laughs> upset. <laughs> um we've got two things this week. Yes, we have two sort of short things. Um first one, uh Which I don't... What do you think the first one is? Okay, the first one I was going to talk about was (laughs) the high school. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk about, too. Um, Which came out of... Lenny Kravitz did some interview recently. Some big interview, because I keep getting tidbits from it. From the Lenny Kravitz interview. Right, coming across my timeline. And Lenny Kravitz was talking about how he went to this Beverly Hills High School... And he went to school with like Nicolas Cage and Gina Gershon and Slash. Yep. And um, they were like they did theater together. And he said that he that Lenny Kravitz was like I was in the pit for Oklahoma, and Nicolas Cage was like the star. And I was like, that's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy to think about that like Gina Gershon and Nicolas Cage are doing like high school. Musicals and And Leonard Kravitz is down there playing. I don't know. He was playing drums. Drums, yeah. Um, and then I assume Slash, yeah, is smoking in the background somewhere. (laughs) Um, yeah. I wonder. I mean, what role do you think he played in Oklahoma? Oh
1: man, it's been such a long time since I saw Oklahoma. But honestly, I feel like probably he was like the the. Main lead guy Curly,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's who I was trying to think of. Probably Curly's not the one that like beats up the girl, right?
0: No, I was gonna say that's the bad guy, Judd. So Judd. I feel like the two options are either he played Judd, which I, I, I feel like he was a Curly, and we I know feel he, like can he was a Curly.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's not like. I, I John is usually he, like, has gotta as a be like the, guy. The, the, the quarterback yeah. of the football team at the high school. who has gotta be like, the
0: linebacker. linebacker. He's gotta be the big guy. Who's like, maybe I'll try theater this yeah.
1: year.
0: Who's <laughs> like, I guess I'll try out. And they're like, he's amazing. Yeah. A man. <laughs> that's how it goes in theater. Is that people are so desperate to cast a male in the show that anytime and then they do shows, shows like up,
1: Oklahoma, Guys and Dolls that are at least fifty percent men.
0: That's a, all. Classic theater is like eighty percent men, and then like two female roles. Yeah, and then there's never any guys trying out for shows, and so it's always ridiculous. Um, yeah. So that was the the first tidbit, which I found hilarious. Yeah. Um, but we got another update today.
1: The thing that blew my mind before we move on the most about the Lenny Kravitz-Nicolas Cage thing was realizing that Lenny Kravitz and Nicolas Cage are close enough in age to go to high school together. That was bananas.
0: Which, like, I know that. I know that, but... But they just seem like different worlds. They really do. Just very different worlds. Just different time periods altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz and I can't, is like
1: in the future. Yes. Lenny Kravitz is like 50 It's not years even from now.
0: like I'm like, oh, Lenny Kravitz is young and Nicolas Cage is older vice versa. I'm just like, they're different worlds. Yeah. They do not. It's hard, never to, the it's hard to put me. them together. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I agree. That was bananas to think about just them existing in the same room. Yeah. Going to algebra together or something. Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. All right. And then the second thing was something you sent me today
0: with mm-hmm. a series of exclamation points. <laughs> um, well, because I saw the headline I thought it was, like, a misconstrued... You know, like, in interviews... Yeah. You know, a star will say something that's like, yeah, I don't really like... um, I don't really want to be in, like, a superhero movie. And then all the headlines are like, so-and-so bashes superhero movies. Superhero movies. Yeah. And it's like, no. So I thought it was something that, like, he had said and then got blown out of proportion. But it seems to be exactly what he said, which is that he's only planning to do a few more movies and then wants to do television. I mean, I feel like it's hard to do both. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, like, you have
1: to do it in the season breaks where they're not filming anything or, yeah. like... Yeah. I think the idea... But he wants to do, like, a Breaking Bad-esque, mm-hmm. uh, like, main starring role kind of a deal. I think, like, a a limited series would be great. Breaking Bad came into the conversation because the reason he wants to do TV is because his son just showed him Breaking Bad, like, last year. Last year.
0: (laughs) he's like amazing.
1: Like, I feel like I have a lot of TV to catch up on. Yeah. But Nicolas Cage is out here just, like, just now watching Breaking Bad.
0: Two things. I don't think he was a TV guy. I yeah. think he's a movies guy And I think up until last year He was making movies all the time to pay all off his the debt time. So. And now he was like Yeah I'm gonna only do a few movies a he year He doesn't have time for TV shows Right, And then it was like suddenly he had free time And his his son was like Here's uh, some shows to watch dad um, And he was like oh my god Have you guys heard of Breaking Bad <laughs> <laughs> Wait until he discovers ER <laughs> I'm trying to think of the most like popular TV like 90s show. Yeah. show and I for think some ER reason, is the right one. ER was up there for yeah. sure. It was always on television. Yeah, George Clooney. George Clooney. My uh, parents
1: loved, <laughs> ER. Yeah. Parents loved ER. Yeah, parents love ER. Yeah, that's the rule. Parents love George Clooney. That's M- also true. Moms love George. Moms Clooney. love George Clooney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I also love I George Clooney. Also love George Clooney a little bit.
1: So, yeah.
0: um. Yeah, so maybe we'll see. I, I couldn't believe it, but maybe he'll start uh, making some television shows now. I'd love to see him in a limited series. Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be great. Put him in. What streaming service is it gonna be on? HBO. HBO? Yeah. Or like a weird one. Like you know Showtime? if it's on
1: <laughs> HBO, he's gonna be naked though, right? Don't. I'm just saying. Don't say that. You picked the one that they have literally the sketch that's like it's not porn. It's HBO.
0: <laughs> I I don't think he would do Netflix because I think he would hate the Netflix model. Mm. Like the way they make movies. Yeah. It's very sort of factory-esque. And I don't think he'd like that.
1: There's a lot of jokes about how literally everyone has a show on Apple Plus, but nobody watches them.
0: Yes. That's true. There Maybe are a do. lot of Apple Plus shows. There's a lot of Apple Plus shows and I don't know anyone who watches it other than Ted Lasso. Right. I started watching Shrinking and oh, I really yeah. liked it. I like Shrinking. I did watch all of Shrinking. I haven't finished it, but I, I watched all of that. And I watched the first season of Schmigadoon. How was it? It was fun. But I didn't watch the second season. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: um Apple Plus, I'll keep paying for it even though I'm <laughs> what hardly ever watching it.
0: What if he was on like the next season of True Detective? Oh my god. Who would, would he be paired love with? That?
1: Um John Travolta nice oh! That's how we get our Face Off sequel. That's brilliant.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I would love
1: that. What if they actually did like have him and John Travolta though
0: not as like a joke Face Off thing but just like Dead it would be serious. a fun reunion. Yeah. I think they would both love that. You know who else would be great? A true seen... detective pairing would be like Ron Perlman. And oh then, yeah. And they, apparently they love each other. They they're great. They love they're, they're great friends
1: have you seen John Travolta in um the OJ Simpson show with Cuba Gooding Jr
0: no but okay so I wasn't planning to watch that show because it's really good uh, well that's the thing is I just listened to uh the uh I didn't you're think wrong I about would multiple to, yeah. they did like 10 episodes about like the real OJ Simpson story and they kept referencing that show and John yeah. Travolta's role and I was like maybe I gotta watch the show listen
1: I Probably wouldn't have watched that show, but somebody told me I had to, and
0: I thought it was really good. I mean, generally, I avoid like dramatizations of true crime stories, and I avoid Ryan Murphy now. But maybe I gotta watch that one. (sighs) It has uh, Nathan Lane. Oh well, now I I didn't know that. Yeah, who did he play? I don't remember. Okay, it's
1: one of the lawyers. They're
0: all lawyers. They're all lawyers. He has like ten lawyers. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess that's our recommendation. Go see Dream Scenario and go watch the, the O. J. Simpson trial movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was on Netflix? Like no. No. It was on like FX maybe?
1: It honestly might have been on like cable TV and yeah. then it came onto something. I feel
0: like Ryan Murphy actually does his shows actually show on television first. So Well, there you go. That's it. That's, That's all we've it. got. What are we doing
1: next time? We don't know.
0: I don't know. Don't have
1: check the Instagram. Check the Instagram. Follow our Instagram. Tell all your friends about our podcast. Um, and uh, yeah. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Sweet dreams are made.